Hey everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been what uh, five days. Um, I think at this point, you know, I've just been dealing with stuff. You know, I don't think I've ever dealt with before, uh, to say the least. You know, a lot of you know anxiety, a lot of just you know being sad, all that stuff. But you know, good enough to record an episode for today. At least I apologize for a little bit of a lack of content throughout the last week with my granddad passing and a couple other things that have come up. So just, you know, wanted to keep you all in the loop about that. For today's episode, though, basically a full Mike Sullivan episode. Very, you know, interesting timing for the announcement of a new three-year extension for one of the best coaches in hockey. I'm going to give all my thoughts on that, what it means for right now, what it means for the future, you know, where he ranks in Penguins history among all head coaches. All that's coming up right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes, you're going to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Alonso Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Again, you know, really great to be back. Apologies for no episode on Friday. Apologize for no episode on Monday. Again, just been dealing with a lot of personal stuff right now. Just, you know, I, I mean, I don't, you know, I obviously deal with mental health issues. You know, my, my anxiety has been just brutal the last four to five days for a multitude of reasons. And I just, been not able to record, but I'm okay right now. Thankfully, had a really good day today for the first time in almost a week, and I'm really happy to be back recording this episode. So, you know, it looked like there wasn't going to be too much to talk about, even though, you know, I do have, you know, obviously I have planned topics for every episode, but still, you know, we're in the dog days of the offseason at this point. And so the Penguins made it a big announcement on uh, about two o'clock on Tuesday afternoon when they agreed to a new three year contract extension. For Mike Sullivan. So Sully has one year remaining on his current deal for 2022, 2023. Um, actually, no, excuse me. Um, he has two years left on his current deal because this new one kicks in at the end of 2023, 2024. So he has on his old contract, he has this year and he has next season. And then the new contract kicks in uh, for 2024, 2025. And then the next couple of years after that. So he Currently, right now, is going to be the coach until 2027. Um, for that, I yeah, he could potentially be. I could be 30 years old, um, and he'll he could still be the coach. He was just for reference. When I was making sure I have this right, when I was 19 years old, uh, he was brought on uh, after Mike Johnston got fired. And the fact that he has the opportunity to be the head coach when I'm at, when I'm at 30, damn man, that's uh that's kind of crazy. To say the least, and you know, I, I you know, I, I know you all saw some of the weird talking points from people today. You know, I, someone from '90s three seven the fan on this. I think it was Josh Roundtree or something. Like, you know, what's the reasoning for extending a coach right now after he failed to win a playoff series with at least you know three future Hall of Famers over the last four years? And you know, these people they cannot see the forest from the trees, even if they tried. I'm dead serious. They really cannot. If you are going to sit here and you're going to tell me with a straight face that Mike Sullivan is to blame for the last few years of playoff failures, 
I think you are deranged. Look at this past year. Louis Deming is in net. If they have Tristan Jari for one of those three, if they have Tristan Jari for that entire series, that's over in five or six games. I would probably say the same for Casey DeSmith. He's, an, he's at least an NHL adequate goaltender. Last year against the Islanders, if Tristan Jari doesn't crap his pants, they potentially win that series because they outplay the Islanders for most of that series. 2020, COVID bubble, you know, random stuff happens. I can put that past. 2018-19, the team just wasn't that good. Nope. Crap like that happens. ERBs. But it's it's not been his fault. We you all saw what Sullivan did to the Rangers in this best of seven series. And yeah, I know they lost. You know, and maybe some Rangers fans will come into the comments and say a bunch of three-one bro and all that other, you know, crap. But at the end of the day, he still made the adjustments to put the Penguins in the best possible position for success in that series. And sure enough, they went up three games to one. I know they got bad goaltending the rest of the way, but you know, you look at the you look at the underlying numbers, you watch the games. The Rangers were barely better at all, you know, than the Penguins in basically any of those games in that series. They the Penguins were dog walking them game after game after game. And it's all because you know Sullivan's just a great tactician of a coach. You know, he has ample time to prepare for one team, he can usually put together a pretty damn good game plan. Even against the Islanders last, not this past season, but the year before, Penguins went up two games to one. They were actually, you know, looking like a team that can take down Barry Trotz's system. And in game six, especially, they, they scored plenty of goals in that one. They were just given right back by some of the worst goaltending I think the Penguins have gotten in this Sid and Gino era. So at the end of the day, you know, you really cannot blame him for that kind of stuff. That's out of his control. Do you want Sullivan to go in there and play goaltender? It's probably just going to be worse. And rightfully so, you know, Josh kind of got ratioed on the street. And no, again, it's not Josh Yowie, thankfully. He actually had a really um, nice tweet back. And, you know, I, I even said this too, you know, who is out there that is a better coach than Mike Sullivan? And I, you know, and, and I know he was not trying to say that, oh, they should fire him and all that, but it's like, you know, when you have the chance to extend one of the best coaches in the league for, you know, a couple more years, I say you do it. I mean, there's no like lifetime extension for most coaches in sports. You know, maybe one is what Bill Belichick in New England, uh, something like that. Bruce Bochy with the San Francisco Giants before he retired. Um, my, my, even Mike Tomlin probably with the Steelers. He probably, he, he probably will not get fired until he wants to retire, to be honest with you. So, um, but I think in hockey, this is probably the closest one we've all come to seeing a lifetime kind of deal. And he's just, he's that good. There are not three to five coaches in this league who are better than him. Name them. John Cooper, Barry Trotz, Jared Bednar. I don't even think you could put Jared Bednar on that list right now, but it's probably... John Cooper and Barry Trotz that you can put up there with him, and that's it. It's ridiculous that he's never even been basically what a Jack Adams finals. He's never even won the Jack Adams, which is also crazy considering what he's done with the team. And uh, you, you all, you, the naysayers will say, "Well, you know, he has Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and Crystal Tang. They're expected to make the playoffs and all this stuff." But what about when they're not in the lineup? What about when he has half of the lineup full of AHL players and he is still leading the Penguins to wins? 
Like, what are we doing here? Like, he should be getting consistent Jack Adams, you know, finalists. You know, he, well, I, I said that weirdly. He should can he should be continually be getting to be a Jack Adams finalist year after year after year. No, I know it's and I know, I know that award is a what have you done for me lately and all that other crap, but still. You 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 should be able to you know have him in your top three considering the job he has done with this team, you know, ever since he took over. I think you know Adam Herman who does Ranger stuff. I love this tweet. He goes, Mike Sullivan built a skyscraper using toothpicks and silly putty, and some Pittsburgh media are criticizing him for having not built the Taj Mahal. Honestly, Adam is not wrong. He, I mean, he's not. I mean, you know, again. He has all these players, Sullivan, that are hurt year after year after year. They have always one of the top teams in man games lost. And he still finds a way to absolutely kick butt and usually outcoach the other team um, in the playoffs. You know, and I loved what Josh Yowie said when he was quote tweeting this. If I can find the tweet here. Um, Crosby loves him. None of the playoff losses have the look of a poorly coached team. He's considered consistently good to be a regular season team. Ownership has billions in the bank. So if they want to fire him at any point, they can. And he's even said, I can keep going. I do think ownership does have a big play in this. It sounds like they really love him, the Fenway Sports, sports Group, that is. And it also sounds like Ron Hextall um, is a massive fan um, of him, too. Um, you know, Hextall said in, his, in, in a quote today, Mike is one of the top coaches in the league and it was important for us to have him sign long-term. He is a great leader that finds success through communication, honesty, and accountability. We know that Sully is committed to continuing winning culture here in Pittsburgh. And John Henry even had a quote here. You usually don't see the owner of a team have a comment. And he said, uh, this is a wonderful day for the entire organization with Mike committing to remain as head coach for the long-term of the Penguins. Um, he has clearly demonstrated what an effective leader he is, and it's evident how well players respond to his philosophy and work ethic night after night, month after month. I think that, you know, that speaks volumes. You know, usually when Crosby's kind of, you know, when the Penguins are kind of done with the coach, you can see it. Teams lacking in play, you know, they're getting outshot every night. The, the underlying numbers are really bad. But not under Sullivan. His message, it still sticks, and it's been, and I think it's going to continue to stick until Sid and Gino and them want to retire. Again, I love what Josh said. It's obvious that the core really likes playing for him. And I also think it's obvious that even, you know, the players that haven't even been here for that long, um, they also respect him a lot. So I am totally fine with this move. I think the Sullivan naysayers out there are just weird people. I don't pay much attention to them. Um, no, I just, I think that those are just bad takes, um, at least for me. Um, coming up in the next segment, we're going to have uh, more Mike Sullivan uh, talk um, and just, you know, some stuff um, from the uh, media conference that he had today. Uh, but before we get to that, are, are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive, you know, stoned, drunk and all that stuff? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Well, wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high or drunk. If you've been using marijuana or alcohol in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different, drive high, get a DUI. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. So follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LO 
um, underscore penguins. Um, let's get to a, f- a few more uh, quotes that I um, saw from Sullivan today. Um, you know, he was asked, you know, why he loves coaching the Penguins, and he just said, you know, I love what I do. I love being part of it. Love getting on the ice with these players each and every day. I love being in the heat of battle. Aside from playing, it might be the next best thing. Um, and I loved what Danny Shirey tweeted. You know, he was on the media call, and he said that none of his assistant coaches are yes men. They continually challenge him, and that apparently there are some pretty heated discussions, you know, between them during the season. I guess when it comes to player development or, you know roster management and all that stuff. So, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely not, you know, pushovers to say the least, you know, they they will definitely challenge Mike when they feel like challenging him. And, you know, that's, that's always great to have in a staff, you know, especially someone like Tar Reardon, who has been an AHL coach for Mike Bellucci. He's been an AHL coach for numerous years um, down in the minors. Um, You know, it's that is always great to have on a staff. You know, you don't want, you know, even, you know, back before those two came aboard, you know, they had Jacques Martin who, you know, remember coached the Canadians to a series win over the Penguins in 2010 um, when Dan Bilesma was the head coach. Um, Mark Recchi, I don't think he was a yes man. Either Rick Talkett, he was definitely not a yes man. He, he's, Sullivan has usually had pretty good staffs for as long as he's been the Penguins coach. And, you know, you're continuing to see that this year. And, you know, I'm glad to see, I'm glad to hear at least that, you know, there's, there's no one that's, you know, there's no pushover um, or anything like that. And I love the question that he got on Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. He goes, I can't tell you how much those guys mean to me uh, to be their coach. And, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, he is going to be their coach. If he finishes out, their contracts. Well, if you finish, well, how do I want to say this? Um, if he is still here when the big three finish out their contracts, so Malkin, um, four more years, uh, Latang's, well, at least six, but I don't know if he'll be here six years from now. Sid, three. Um, that'll have been basically about a decade, if not a little more, as Penguins head coach. If, again, if he if he goes through that current deal, which ends in 2020 in 2027 he'll have been here for 11 to 12 years i mean again that that is basically unheard of when it comes to nhl you see coaches fired all the time some even don't even last the full season when they get their job you know heck even mike johnston he lasted what a season and a half after he got hired from jim rutherford and rutherford was loving you know rutherford you know he he was loving to talk about him he thought oh I'm, he's gonna take the penguins to great heights and all that they were stinking it up in 2015-16 uh, he pulls the plug mike sullivan comes aboard and you know the rest was history but you know bruce cassidy was only in boston for a few years barry trotz was only with the islanders for a few years he you know he's probably a coach that deserves a lifetime contract you know john cooper well that's a bad example he's been there forever he probably does have a lifetime contract um with the Tampa Bay lightning. Um, you know, even honestly, Mike Babcock during some of the years in Toronto, he wasn't really there for that long. Tar Reardon in Washington was only there for a couple of years. I think Adam Oates in Washington was only there for a season. Same might've been with Dale Hunter for two coaches. You know, they're, they're recycled all the time. It's like a windshield wiper basically back and forth. Oh, you get hired up. Oh, you're fired. Oh, you get hired. You get hired. You get fired. That kind of stuff. Um, and the fact that Sullivan is right now, I believe he's the second longest tenured coach 
in the league behind Cooper. You know, that just, you know, again, that, that, that goes to show that how great he is at his craft. And that, again, if you were to let him go, and I was talking about this, I think it was about a week or two ago when I said, you know, this is could, could be a big year if the Sullivan does not get extended because, you know, how does ownership feel? Well, ownership definitely, you know, they showed how they felt about him today with uh, both uh, John Henry and Tom Werner releasing statements about how much they love Mike Sullivan. So it looks like, you know, uh, you know a firing at the end of the season was never on the table. You know, I was on a Twitter space last night with uh, the Hockey of Tomorrow stuff with Josh Yowie, Jesse Marshall, Josh Getzoff was there, um, Danny Shirey was there, Shelly Anderson was there. You know, we were talking about Sullivan and, you know, where he ranks uh, for Penguin coaches. And to me, you know, it's at least – you know, a 1A, 1B with Badger Bob. And honestly, you know, I might, I might put him above Badger Bob at this point. He, um, you know, he has given the Penguins, I think, their best success in the franchise history. I know what Badger Bob did. I know how inspiring he was. I, I Obviously, he died way, way too young. And I know how great of a system he had. But what Sullivan has done, I think, trumps that just a little bit. Um, and... You know, you, what you're seeing on an every year basis at this point um, is nothing short of remarkable. So I um, wanted to give my thoughts um, on that um, and just, you know, get, get into more uh, Sullivan talk for this episode. Um, so a little more to get to for um, the rest of this episode for Locked on Penguins podcast. And that's all coming up right after this drop. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LO. Arsenal Penguins, and of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Again, you know, can't stress enough thanking everyone for listening to this, even though, again, I'm still not 100%, but, you know, I'm just about um, back there. Uh, at this point, um, saw a couple moves around the NHL the last couple of days. Tage Thompson signed a massive deal in Buffalo on Tuesday, seven times seven point one. Definitely a high ticket there. Uh, they're they're betting a lot on him. You know, I think they're they're kind of hoping that last season was not a fluke. But you know, when you look at what he did, I mean, this was <laughs> thirty eight goals, sixty eight points in seventy eight games. Before that. His highest 38 games in 2020-21, eight goals, 14 points before that in Buffalo, seven goals, 12 points. Which version are you going to get here, Buffalo? Are you going to get this year's version? Which, you know, if you if he continually scores 30 to 35 to close to 40, 7.1 looks like a bargain. But if not, and he scores 15-20, that contract's starting to look bad. I know the Sabres have some cap space. You know, they can... Use as much of it as they want right now. I mean, they're not really in it to win it. I think they're, you know, they're obviously still rebuilding a little bit, but you know, that contract definitely carries some rest because you know, even you know, you, you look at his shooting percentage, if I can find that <laughs> this year, eleven percent. Uh, actually, no, excuse me, fifteen percent this year, eleven percent overall. Before that is high his highest shooting percentage was eight point three in 2020, 2021. You know. Is there going to be a bit of regression there? Maybe, but you know, it's 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 a tough bet for Buffalo to make. I don't blame them for doing it. I think they want to, you know, hope that and and you know, you know, they, they want to hope and they think they know that they they they're going to get this out of him. 
you know, year after year. But, you know, you know we'll, we'll have to see, um, to say the least. Um, we also saw um, Sam Steele go to uh, the Minnesota Wild, one-year, 825K um, contract. That's good for them. I think, you know, good depth player who can play on the third and fourth line. Vegas finally traded for a goaltender, Aiden Hill from the San Jose uh, Sharks. It looks like he's probably going to be the backup. Uh, he's probably going to be the starter or something like that with um, – uh, Mason Thompson, I think, is their other goaltender out there. You know, Vegas has some trouble next year at goal. Uh, that's that's going to be something else, uh, to say the least. Uh, otherwise, you know, not really much else news around the league. Though I will say it was nice to see. I haven't recorded um, in, a, in a few days. Phil Kessel, you know, one year to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I know it's a bit of old news. I'm sure you all know about that, but... I'm happy for him. You know, he he is basically built to play in Las Vegas. With how much he already gambles, you know, go check out Josh Yoey's articles and stuff like that, talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Phil Kessel, and how he was always, I think, at Rivers and all that. You know, he was born to be a Vegas Golden Knight. He can just go, go to some of the casinos after the games, you know, have some fun. Obviously, you know, don't get addicted, that kind of stuff. That'd be bad. Um, but, you know, he's it sounds like he's always been good at winning whatever game he plays and you know he can help you know put the puck in the net um you know be a good playmaker i think you know he can be a good fit um on the you know i don't know if it's on the first line but you know maybe maybe the second line with jack eichel something like that maybe the third line as well um i think those would be you know solid fits for phil the thrill um in vegas so definitely really thrilled for him that he is going to be back uh well not going to be back that he's going to be going to uh uh, Vegas sounds like he had some interest from a few other teams as well. Um, but that'll do it for this episode of the Locks on Penguins podcast. I really appreciate all of you listening. Second to last day in August, believe it or not, Yins, Thursday is the official start of September, three weeks away from that point until fall. We're approaching the end here. Summer is just about done. Training camp starts in about three weeks. We're back to daily episodes on September 19th, which is right around when camp starts. So, Definitely a lot to look forward to on the show. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet on YouTube, go do that. Just look up Locked on Penguins on YouTube and all that. Um, and for those that you know continue to listen on Apple and Spotify, thank you all so much for listening. Um, and I'll talk with you all with another episode either on Wednesday or Thursday.